0: This is episode 36. Today we're going to be answering some listener questions dealing with exhaustion, toddlers, and how to foster imaginary play. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one.
1: And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids ages 10, 8, 5, and 2. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the
0: magic together. Okay, I'm going to start us out with our high five. And this is actually a high five going out to everybody listening because... Um, On our Instagram, we hit 10,000 followers, which means we can share all of our episodes and books and all the good things that we love to share a lot easier with all of you. So, high five to that. I'm so excited.
1: On Felicia's Instagram, which is, you know, I mean, it's connected
0: to our stuff, but
1: (laughs) my Instagram, (laughs) I think I posted one thing in the past year, so... Goals for me. Anyway, anyway, that's good. But I did get my chat book set up, which motivates Mm -hmm. me. That was on my list of things to do, and I did it on our drive to Oregon.
0: I love chat books. a step in the right direction. (laughs) And I switched from my... Anyway.
1: Okay. Well, mine is a facepalm this week. And -hmm. that is... So my Mm -hmm. husband was out of town last night, and so... I was just, you know, partying with my 10-year-old. <laughs> we just put the boys down. And my 8-year-old was with, was with him, was with my husband. And so I was like, I love yoga, right? So I'm like showing my daughter. And I, you know, I'm thinking I'm pretty cool. I'm like, let <laughs> me show you this cool like scorpion move, back bend from a headstand, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> Nobody's ever taught me to do this. I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't supported. I didn't have my hands in the right spot. And guys, something happened to my neck. It's oh. a muscle. Like I can tell it's muscle. It's not like my vertebrae or anything, but I've never had this in my life. I mean, I've had like a kinked neck before, but I literally can't even move my head. Oh. Like, and <laughs> It's like the robot. <laughs> anyway, so I'm thinking I'm all this like cool mom, like watch this. <laughs> now I do this with my legs. And also I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh. And now I can't even like move my head. Oh, anyway, i so sorry. I've learned that something about ways to do things in a supported way not do that <laughs> and even the way i was holding my hands like it wasn't smart and second of all i literally like what am i gonna do how am i gonna like drive <laughs> i was like driving here this morning and i'm like i can't even move my neck what is happening
0: there's something hilarious about how you okay. move when you have a kid <laughs> <neck>. <laughs> I,
1: I feel like you always look surreptitious because yeah, you're like, like sly <laughs> like you're just like moving your eyes and then your shoulders slowly
0: Anyway, Well, that's impressive you never really had that bad of a neck thing, because I I have. And it is quite unpleasant, so I'm sorry. And just when you think it's gone, you do a quick glance. and Like (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like I tried Uh, to roll in the night, and it was like, oh, I can't uh, even roll, no. I'm, like, uh, holding my head with two hands, like, moving it (laughs) for my neck. Anyway,
0: it's lovely. That's worse. Okay, so we're going to do some listener questions today. And... Really excited because we've got some awesome questions. We tried to narrow it down, and as per our usual, it is a little longer than we <laughs> thought. We have a few questions that are really good. So, we are going to start with a question from Kat. And there were two questions one from Kat and one from Jenna that kind of relate. So, I'll read them both and then we'll give our feedback. So, the first one from Kat has a mother of a 10 month old who still wakes every two to three hours in the night. And a nearly four-year-old, I'd love some tips on how to wholeheartedly parent when absolutely exhausted and would love some tips on sleep, learning, training, respectfully. So I just want to pull that last part out. Tarlyna and I have talked about how we don't really feel like we have any <laughs> golden nuggets of sleep <laughs> training necessarily. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs>
1: Besides the pause, that's the, pause. the only thing mm-hmm. I can fullheartedly recommend. hmm
0: but, yeah, we just don't want to say something it's going to lead you astray. And there are lots of sleep experts. So I really loved the sleep easy solution. And then um, the baby whispers for little babies. But probably if you're like, okay, I really need to do some sort of sleep training. I did like the sleep easy solution as a good, for me, what felt like in between of like, you need to learn, but also I need to sleep. So if you're interested, mm-hmm. look it up. But
1: Yeah. And I've read a ton of books on it. Solve your child's sleep problems. I mean, I've read so many, but I still don't think I'm a total professional. Yeah,
0: it's tough and every kid's different with the sleep thing. So filling you on the exhaustion. So we're going to go more into the parenting while (laughs) exhausted part of it, because that's most of us. So the next question is, I would love to be considered. I have a two-year-old and a four-month-old and just sometimes find it hard to stay present and have energy to be a fun and creative parent when I am deep in the thick of mothering two babies. It's hard to find time and energy to keep my cup full and energized for them. Yes. <laughs> all the things. Amen. Yep. To
1: both of those. You're not alone. First step. Yep. We that all feel this. so comforting to know. I think just know we have all, all been there. Mm-hmm. When your kids are waking up in the night, when your baby's waking up to eat in the night, there's no way around it. You, you're exhausted. Our bodies are not... Mm-hmm. Fully well rested when we're waking up throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Our sleep rhythms are all off. So just know, first of all, you're no. not alone. Yep. And also for Kat, I just want to let you know. We will put a link to our episode about the pause, which is really our only best advice about sleep. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to that if you want. Yep. And that might help. And
0: we can link the other sleep books. But yeah. we're just not experts. Okay. Um so when it comes to parenting while well exhausted I think the when I was reading these questions um, when Jenna said it's hard to have energy and to be fun and creative and I think first step is to be okay with not being as fun and creative <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because all those things are so and we're striving for those things or thinking about those things but you're in a stage where your, your two-year-old is going to get all the things that they need when you're not like coming up with new ideas and taking them all these places and like doing all this exciting, fun things. Mm -hmm. And again, with social media, that's what we see everybody Mm -hmm. else doing. But we're not all doing that. Well, and if you are, wow, gold star, when you have a new baby. I think most of us, it's like, okay, we need to zoom in and pare down and realize that in this day with a four-month-old and a two-year-old, a lot of times you probably don't need to be anywhere. Look at what you need to do and then realize that all the other stuff is optional. So if you are feeling like, ooh, let's get out like paints and paint, then yes. But if you're kind of not, just pare you it don't. down.
1: And I think it's liberating to know, because we live in a world of, again, social media and Pinterest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think new baby is a time to shut down the Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Pinterest, mm-hmm. but it's a great time to be like, you know what, <laughs> I'm just not even yeah. looking at Pinterest. Yeah. Because it creates this idea that, Everybody with babies can do these amazingly gourmet like finger paints and stuff. But as soon as you can just like let go of that, if it's not working for you, if you're exhausted, I think it's knowing that your kids actually aren't missing out at all. What kids need is food,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: connection. Mm -hmm. So you can offer connection from a place of exhaustion, whereas maybe you can't offer a creative craft from a place of exhaustion and still stay connected. Right, Connection comes before like actual items. Mm -hmm. So, and luckily even in just your own home, you can offer your children all the connection they need just with you. Mm -hmm. So literally, I mean, if you, for me, it was, and I've already told you guys, like I feel like after I have a baby, those first few months, it's like a robot, like pair off anything Mm non-essential and be okay with that really a lot slower. As soon as you take that expectation off yourself that you don't have to be this like overachieving mother when you have a little newborn baby It's all of a sudden like, oh, I'm so relieved. That's Mm -hmm. so much less pressure. Mm -hmm. And another thing I love, and so many, so many, when I first had a baby, all of the books that I loved that I, that people gave to me that I loved, they all talked about, I mean, even in different cultures where you live in a tribe, when you first have a baby, you have all these people stepping in to help you and to take back, like Mm -hmm. you you do pair back. So Mm -hmm. I like to picture it like this. First of all, this is okay. This is what, and sometimes we don't have that tribe or village to step in and take care of us. Right. So what we need to do is pare down ourselves (sighs) Mm -hmm. and actually protect ourselves from all the other things. I mean, even guys, we live in a world now where in most places in the country, we're in the United States, you can have groceries delivered to your house. Order. give that a try mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's worth the extra few dollars yeah not to have to take your newborn and your toddler to the store yeah. and you're just focusing on connecting right mm-hmm. so anyway so that's the first thing and i like to picture like literally mm-hmm. like on google maps sometimes in our lives we get a zoom out mm-hmm. and we're looking at you know big picture goals and stuff and when you have a baby just it's okay just to you just zoom in on google maps all the way in mm-hmm. to here i am mm-hmm. right here in this very moment and you just take it a moment at a time And that's the way that that to me is the only way you can stay present and creating connection with a newborn is if you can just bring it down and just take it moment by moment. Right now, I have spit up on me and I'm changing a poopy diaper. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm nursing the baby and my toddler is on the floor crying. Right now, I'm feeling so much love because look at their little cherub faces while they sleep. So you're Mm -hmm. gonna have this whole wide range and you just let it all flow through you, Mm -hmm. and it's okay not to be doing.
0: Other things things. at the time that will come Mm -hmm. back
1: as somebody who I mean, Felicia, her baby's just a little over a year, but guys, my youngest is three now, and I'm just feeling my ambition come Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. So it comes back, it takes a while, you get it back.
0: Yep, but so just know it isn't forever. And paring down, zooming in, and it definitely creates anxiety because we've all, well, I've been there where when I'm letting myself feel like I want to do all these things. I need to do all these things, but I actually can't because I have a baby. I'm physically exhausted. It just fills me with anxiety to be like, but I'm sure I want to do all those things. I want to do all those things. And then I can't. So I try, like I've learned, like with the second and third baby, like it's like a time of exactly that, like just paring down and realizing what's really important. And somebody once said to me, like, choose. So if you're a goal person, because for me, it was hard not to like mm-hmm. have a list of things I wanted to yes. do and be and learn and all these things. Yes. So it's like choose three things. So is it like to keep your body really healthy so you can nurse the new baby to get outside with your kid and, you know, read whatever your three things are, or you really want to stay in your yoga practice or whatever. So it's like choose mm-hmm. three things and like cross everything else off for now. You know, yes. like cover it with a paper, put it somewhere else, and the, it will come back. Yes, um, that's an excellent tip. Because I, I do want to
1: clarify when I was saying my ambitions just coming back now, it doesn't mean I didn't do things, right? But it was pared, way pared down, down, and it was just using a couple things. It mm-hmm. wasn't, and they weren't as outward. Yeah, like yoga, yeah. I kept doing yoga. In fact, I, I remember
0: yoga. it was with Liam. So, so Terilyn's fourth kid, it, she even came to us and was like, "So, like, these are like my three or four things that are like." really filling my bucket when mm-hmm. I'm having a new – well, mm-hmm. with this new baby. So it was like hiking. Going, Yeah, Hiking, Yo girls guess. talking nights with just like two or three people mm-hmm. that you were really close to. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. was the fourth one? I don't remember. Yeah, talking reading. with
1: adults and instead of two or three people uh-huh. reading – Hiking and yoga. Mm-hmm. Those were like the only mm-hmm. things that actually still mm-hmm. filled my bucket and everything else. But it's difficult when you're used to doing things that are very like outwardly impressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. you're accomplishing these big, yep. you're climbing these big figurative mountains, you know, like mm-hmm. schooling or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is difficult to pare back to to smaller things. Mm-hmm. But you can still have the things going. But you know what though? Even those things, those first three months of a baby. No. Yep. I, I mean like i'm reading a little and yeah that's it. you yeah. know what i mean like it's a whole different i mean we're talking totally about different different levels of exhaustion mm-hmm. and even like a time i feel like babies are like these little time warps mm-hmm. these delicious little time warps mm-hmm. but you know what i mean like just hours go by of just doing the same thing over yep. and over and yeah anyway and i'd still i think still getting outside is important but my getting outside looked a lot different than it looks like now oh yeah it's
0: like go on the front yeah, on, porch. I'm on the front <laughs> the lawn <old> sun.
1: <laughs> enjoying the sun on my uh-huh. face going for a walk around the block mm-hmm. that kind of thing it's mm-hmm. not so much like let's go to a dinosaur park right that doesn't sound fun at all no you know yep. when i have a newborn
0: yep and it's so it's what what
1: works for you
0: and one more thing that kat
1: said there she said i about wholeheartedly parenting when absolutely exhausted i just want to point out that that idea sometimes felicia and i talk about wholehearted parenting a lot we're present we're there we're respectful um Sometimes that sounds like it's going to be more work and it's going to be more exhausting. But mm-hmm. I just want to point out that it actually, in a lot of ways, is less exhausting to be wholehearted and present because you're not, you're, you know, you're not trying to think about all the other things. Mm-hmm. And it's also the freedom of unhooking from your child's emotion that it's mm-hmm. okay for them to have a tantrum or whatever, mm-hmm. to feel whatever they want to feel. You don't have to go on the emotional roller coaster with them. We've talked so much about that, but um, I just want to point out that. Sometimes it feels like it's going to be more work, but it's actually in a lot of ways less work less when work. you're when you're not mm-hmm. trying to multitask and you're not mm-hmm. also trying to invest. Manage. You're not trying to manage their emotions, yeah. right? You're just observing them and being there with them without having to go into the space yep. of tantrum <laughs> that they didn't get the thing they wanted yep. all the time.
0: Yep. Okay. So our next question from Cami, kind of expounds on this experience of having a new baby with other kids so how do you handle older kids at the park when you have a nursing baby so my two and a half year old son is at the toy taking friend pushing sand eating random sitting water drinking stage (laughs) (laughs) Janet Lansbury suggests stepping in and removing your kid from the situation or ideally stepping stopping them before the situation but I find this difficult to implement um, while I'm nursing a baby so and then also she mentions we we're having a tough time mixing our energy types right now, and so she's feeling really drained. So she, so kind of a layered question, um, but I just wanted to again say this whole stage of nursing baby and kids. So if you're having kids, you know, two, one, two, three, four years apart, this. Whole dynamic, I feel like, is very common the nursing baby and child doing something you can't control. Mm -hmm. And I remember when, with having my oldest, and then when I had my first baby with a kid. So, my second why I made that so complicated when I had my second kid. I remember, like, have, I remember specifically sitting, nursing the baby, and Cohen was going out to our sandbox and bringing in handfuls of sand and putting him down our vent. Oh, <laughs> no. Just going out, grabbing, putting him down our vent, like, over and over. And, like, of course, why wouldn't you see why, what sand would do when you put it down the vent? You know, like, it was a total, like, innocent toddler thing. So he was there, like, 22 months apart. So he was really little. And I was feeling like, oh my gosh! But I, but then I realized like, I I can't really control this right now. So I try to just I I can't do anything. I guess I could like put the baby down and he'd be crying and I could then go. But you know, like you're that feeling of nursing a baby, you are kind of stuck there when you're doing it a lot of the times.
1: And even bottle feeding a baby, you're still holding the baby. Exactly. Whatever way you're feeding. Whatever the baby feeding
0: takes a ton of time. Yes. Sitting it's all day. with the baby. Yeah and I swear half your life it really is (laughs) should add up the hours and so for me what made it really helped me was switching from feeling because with your first you almost feel I felt like I'm neglecting I can't help you figure out why you shouldn't do this I can't get you through this big emotion I can't solve this for you I can't fix this to changing my mindset to nursing feeding baby siblings in general raising other kids with this other kid is really a gift for me because it's forcing me to not micromanage situations and it's a gift for the kid cuz they're figuring out a lot of more things on their own mm-hmm. so i loved reframing it to that so when i'm nursing they get to solve this or I have to let go. It's like a forcing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a making you lose, Mm -hmm. let go of control.
1: And it's helping them learn that they're not the only person in the world, which are all valuable lessons to learn. Yeah. And specifically about, I mean, she's talking about at the park, which we've all been there. The tricky thing about a park is your kid is farther away. It Mm isn't like it's just you and them in a room. You know what I mean? Your kid's far. They can be, you know, across. They may not be able to hear you. Very well, you know mm-hmm. you can see them, but like if you're nursing a baby and yeah, you'd have to yell really loud. Um, so my recommendation here would be, in addition to what Felicia said, a couple things. One, know that anytime you have a baby, your other kids are going to be processing a lot of emotions. So all of this, totally normal. I think all of our kids have eaten sand at some point.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? yes, um, and drink many
1: things. Yes, but you know he's <laughs> going to have that your other baby, your, your is going to have all these emotions. There's a new baby. And I don't know what you were like before you had the baby, but you know, he's probably like, wait, this is different than my mm. park experiences before. Mm. Why is this different? Why are you on the blanket now? Um, so first of all, knowing that that's normal. Second of all, I think it's very helpful. It doesn't solve it, but it helps. Um, the idea when you show up at a park, I like to take my older kids and say, You know, and guys, I still do this and I'm I'm not nursing a baby. Mm -hmm. But I say, I'm going to be here on this blanket under this tree Mm
0: -hmm.
1: talking with Felicia Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) or talking with my friends or nursing the baby or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever your thing is. But I'm going to be here. You can, you can do and Felicia, anyway, Felicia, if (laughs) if you say it this way, it kind of gives your kids this feeling of control that they don't really have. But, (laughs) but it will actually, it is control. You're giving them some control here. Mm-hmm. You're saying you can do whatever Ever you want, want <laughs> at this park. Mm-hmm. You can play, you can go down the slide, you can do this. And if you get stuck somewhere, guess what? Any way you get up, you can get down because mm-hmm. you got up, right? Mm-hmm. And if you if you're feeling mad about something, because that's gonna happen, try using your voice. Mm-hmm. And try to so you're 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 phrasing it in a positive way. You're not saying mm-hmm. don't hit, don't push. Right. You're saying if you're feeling mad. Try using your voice instead mm-hmm. of your hands. Mm-hmm. So you're giving them an, al- al- an alternative. Um, and then also, if you're thirsty, I have water over here. If that's a big deal for this mom, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're thirsty, come over. I have water on this blanket. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of setting up. So, you know, you don't want to go over too many things. But the idea of this is awesome. You have yeah. a choice within this boundary of this mm-hmm. park where the cement ends. You can do whatever you want. And I want you to focus on using your voice instead of Mm -hmm. your hands. Whatever Mm -hmm. your couple things are, choose just a couple, set up that intention. So they're going into it knowing my mom's going to be on the blanket. She's not going to be hovering as Mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. If I need something, I can come back to home base, which Mm -hmm. is the blanket. And you're giving them alternative of using their voices instead of their hands with Mm -hmm. pushing. Now, Mm -hmm. does that mean your kid's never going to push? No, they probably will. And so just that concept of setting up an intention and letting them know this is an important thing for me. And this is where, I mean, Janet Lansbury is honestly our probably our favorite mentor mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. But this is where I think both Felicia and I actually take the more um, we've read it in bringing up a bit and French kids eat everything. But the kind of idea for me, if I'm at a park, I am not hovering over my kids. I'm not playing. Yeah. Like, well, my... if I choose
0: to play, I will be playing. But I'm not like wandering the park. Exactly. I'm helping. not being, I'm not just like watching them.
1: Now you're climbing. Oh, it looks like you're mm-hmm. having a hard time. Like I'm mm-hmm. not doing the feedback thing that I do sometimes at home. Yeah. I don't do that at a park. Mm-hmm. For me, it's I'm over here. I can yeah. see you. I can make sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to be hovering mm-hmm. over you the whole time. Cause yep. To be honest, and I, I'm not gonna want to go to the park all the time. If, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> if we have to yeah. Because that. that's the thing is, a lot of times when we're so for me when I'm going out to a park, it's I'm taking you to a to a space that's for you to like. This is your space for you to enjoy. And I'm gonna be over here doing my mom thing for me to enjoy. Yes, <laughs> talking I, or reading a yeah. book or whatever it is. And
1: my eyes, like I'm gonna be within earshot and yeah. I can see you. Yeah, but I am gonna yeah. have this be rejuvenating for me mm-hmm. and for you mm-hmm. and give you a little bit of it's really actually my kids love it now because they're like i have some space Mm -hmm. i can run i can jump i can be crazy i can yell Mm -hmm. and all those things and i'm fine with it because that's a safe setting for that
0: yeah and i think letting go so for me with especially okay so with your first kid you're kind of used to being able to respond so to everything they need so if they're doing a big emotion about i'm up the slide now but now i'm now I'm scared and I'm crying at the top. I think so. With your first, a lot of times it's like, oh, it, you're way more hands on about helping them, which is not good or bad either way. It's just what you do. And I, I love that gift of when you really can't do that. It's, I, I saw <clears throat> so much independence in my oldest when I had another kid, so much independence developed because it's like, I hear you. You don't want to be at the top of the slide. I hear you. But right now, I, I can't help you so like I'm acknowledging your big emotions about that and it's amazing they figure a lot of it out on their own Mm -hmm. when you give them when you take that pause (laughs) and and let them figure stuff out obviously if they're in a dangerous situation you're helping of course but letting them or whatever it is maybe it's even like a kid takes a toy from them and runs away and they're crying about it it's letting them work through that emotion it almost forces you when you're more helping a baby something Mm -hmm.
1: yes and even seeing their sense of accomplishment I remember the first time my oldest I had already I I was actually it wasn't because I was having to hold the baby it was just because I was trying to teach her how to do her own thing but this Mm -hmm. happens also when Mm -hmm. you can't help because you have a baby in your arms she climbed a climbing wall and couldn't get down and so I just said the same thing that now I've said to all my kids is if you got up you Mm -hmm. can figure out a way to get down Mm -hmm. and I'm here watching you Mm -hmm. so now so you can do this Look down, where do you, th- you think you can put your foot? And I can still remember the look on her face. She was probably three. She got to the bottom and it was like, oh my, I figured that out. Mm-hmm. It's the concept of I have a problem. I want my mom to solve it for me. But hold on, if I can just kind of, it's almost like breathing through your fear. That's what I do as an adult, right? Like it's like, okay, I'm afraid. My mm-hmm. mom recognizes that but I can figure this out. And like watching them and they're just so proud of themselves. And yeah. now with my youngest, we we we've, we've all, now all of us do that to him. Mm-hmm. And I hear, I hear my oldest say, you got up so I know you can get down. <laughs> See how you can do it. Or you're really stuck there. How do you think you can get down? And they mm-hmm. figure out, oh, I can roll onto my belly and mm-hmm. come this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And another important thing to bring up anytime, you can be anywhere, a park, anywhere in public. But I would say if your kids, I think meltdowns are totally normal. But if you're having a situation where it's like, your kid is just in a mood and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. she is taking Tonka trucks and just wow. bopping all children <laughs> and won't stop no matter what. In those situations, I don't think it's a grab your kid by the arm and be like, oh, we're going to leave because you're being a devil. Yeah. yeah. But for me, that's not fun. So I yeah. probably would just pack up my baby and say, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I think we're going to, I can see that you have a lot of feelings here. We're just going to go process them at home instead. Mm-hmm. And maybe I wouldn't – actually, I probably wouldn't word it like that. I would just say, you know what? We're done at the park. Mm-hmm. We're going to go home. Mm-hmm. I'd probably just keep it super simple and be calm about it and just pick them up, take them to the car, mm-hmm. stick him in really calmly. But I don't think it's enjoyable. If your kid's like totally freaking out over and over and over and you just feel like it's too much, eh, I probably would just leave.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I think that. if it's a reoccurring intense thing, I'd probably yeah. just – Wave the white flag.
1: But I don't do that just with one meltdown. Right. You know what I mean? But there yeah. has been a few times where it's like this just isn't working mm-hmm. for any of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's
0: just go back home. Support. Okay, so we're gonna take a break. We have a couple more questions after the break.
1: Okay, this next question is from uh, somebody whose name on Instagram is Raising Tucker, and uh, the question is: We. This may be a bigger topic, but advice on entering the twos and three stages. I don't want to call it terrible twos because I don't think that's accurate. My son has a ton of big emotions and very little vocabulary, so it's difficult for him to correctly express himself. Wondering what you, if you and Terilyn have any tips.
0: Okay. So I, sorry, I was just thinking about this question because I loved it so much. I was reading it and then I was like, ding, ding, ding. This is it. This phrase. And I think a lot, like we fill this with kids is the, like, if you're thinking correctly express himself. So that part He has very little vocabulary, so it makes it difficult for him to correctly express himself. And I think the key to this whole question is reframing the thought, correctly express himself. (laughs) So he really, our, our toddlers and our kids, when they are using these big, you know, like yelling or tantrums or even like physical things like hitting, um, that is how they express themselves because like she said and like we all know they have very little vocabulary and they they don't know how to process their big emotions yet and that's what we're trying to teach them um so I think if you can reframe that so when he want really wants a cookie and you say no and then he does this huge crying and throwing on the ground and screaming and that is how he's correctly expressing himself about the situation. Mm-hmm. He's really mad because he really wants a cookie. <laughs> That's how toddlers express themselves. Yeah. So if you can reframe that and think, and just think this is totally normal and just accept, wow, you're really mad. You really wanted that cookie. Oh my gosh. It's like a total game changer for you that then you can respond to him in a much more peaceful manner. Then if you feel like he should be saying, oh, but mommy, (laughs) I'd really like that cookie. (laughs) Mommy. (laughs) Which is what we all in our minds wish our kids would say. But of course they don't. So if you can reframe that, then it's, and that is normal for you. And that is how he expresses himself. Then you can come at it from, in a more peaceful way. And then, yeah, if you want to say something like, when he's calmed down, you know, a better way, or, or I like to use, I love when you use your normal voice. So like for my kids, I love your Cohen voice. <laughs> like your your normal, like if you wanna say something like that and then teach in a time when he's more calmed down, you can just react a lot better if you accept these big emotions as his normal expression.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and if they're ever having a hard time, because there are times where you actually don't know what they want. I think most of the time, even with one-year-olds, even if they can't speak English or, you know, mm-hmm. you still know what they want. And it's just a matter of, are you giving them what they want or not? Mm-hmm. Um, but if there are times where you don't actually know what they want and they're frustrated and now they've just lost it, so you, you have no chance of knowing what they're trying to say, there's nothing wrong with saying, you are so frustrated that I don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, but you can just stay totally calm about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You it is have to frustrating. to solve every... And you don't have to stop the tantrum and mm-hmm. just know that just like you now, generally... Well, some adults do throw tantrums, but just yeah. as you don't have to throw yourself on the floor and bang on it, even though you feel like it sometimes, yeah. that passes if you allow them the capacity to experience those emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't, anyway, it's it's totally liberating. Yep. And I think, yeah, when we accept it, um, <clears throat> they feel, and then you you're holding that like peaceful boundary still, so you're not giving into that tantrum. I think they do work through and. And I've seen with my kids, then they find a better way to express what they want, or they learn the way to express through teaching. But yeah, I think just reframing that will really help. Okay, so our next question is from Hannah. And um so she has a question about when she takes her kids to daycare. So she's seeing this trend in a larger um sampling of kids. They notice in their daycare that the older kids, so like the four year old age, but I think this applies to really any kid, this question, they're having a really hard time um, doing imaginative play. So it seems like if they aren't doing a structured activity, then they just go wild and do things they aren't supposed to do. If they put on a movie, of course, they turn into zombies and will just sit there. but. She, her question is how can we encourage self-play and imagination in the four-year-old age group specifically but I think this applies to any age really mm-hmm. so when it comes to this daycare setting obviously Taryn and I don't have direct experience with that but both Janet Lansbury and Magda Gerber talk about so Magda Gerber specifically all I think almost all of her research was in group mm-hmm. ch- child settings yes, so like orphanages yeah. and then she then she ran like her her theories in like group settings with parents would bring mm-hmm. in their kids and all the kids playing together yes. and that's what Janet lansbury does yes. too and they have amazing
1: results mm-hmm. in i mean orphanages with large amounts of children and no parents mm-hmm. and it, the concept still worked. yeah so yeah so i amazing. think
0: if If you are in that setting, maybe you're running a daycare or like schooling or anything like that. I think both of their books, and we'll link them, would be amazing. But their main tips were really having a routine within that setting. So, you know, here's snack time and then here's free kind of outside wild be crazy time. And now we're gonna do, now is your time to choose a more quiet activity. So setting up that sort of routine. And I think that really helps with day-to-day, just with kids at your house, too. So, like, they know now it's quiet time, so we're going to choose a more sitting-down activity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those
1: things, they're really big into any transition, any part of routine. As long as you are being unruffled and calm mm-hmm. throughout it, it's key. So, like, a snack can't be rushed. Right. If you're going to be setting up for a positive imaginary play later. Right. You know what I mean? It has to be deliberate now go play quietly (laughs) everybody
0: (laughs) be quiet (laughs) and then um give the the kids space and time for imaginary play so this i think goes into the same thing as if you're parenting kids at home but you're gonna when you're in the situation where the kids are kind of you can see them working through because um boredom is the precursor to all creativity. Who says that quote? Whose quote is that? C.S. Okay. Lewis. Anyways, so you see, you can feel this a lot of times with your kids, especially if you're trying to um, encourage them to create their own play and and be more imaginative. You can kind of see that little like mm, like boredom fly coming around, and mm-hmm. they start to get more hitty and destruction and mm-hmm. messy and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if so for me, in my own house, and I think this applies to a daycare situation too, you're, you're starting to feel that. Mm-hmm. But and it's that's just, normal. It's normal. Yeah. That just happens. Mm-hmm. and You got to work through that. So instead of when you're starting to feel that being like, okay, so everyone comes in and we're going to put on a show and trying to control the situation because you don't want to have to go through the boredom disturbance. <laughs> Stop things like hitting and destruction and hold the boundaries in your place. So like at your house, if it's okay, you can't just grab that big paint thing and fling it all over the walls, right? So you're stopping hurting each other and destruction, but then letting them work through that boredom time because mm-hmm. it it does come out so beautifully into imaginative play and creativity mm-hmm. and they will come up with something if you can support them through Mm-hmm. the boredom time and not replace it.
1: Yes, because imaginary play can't be taught. It has to be right. discovered. Right. And so, yeah, I, my question, if I were to talk to these daycare providers, I would say, what is the going wild, think, doing things they're not supposed to do? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Because if it's just, they're kind of like running around wild, then I would say you kind of have to allow that for them to be able to find the imaginary mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. But yes, the, you do have, it's, there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries and saying, mm-hmm. okay, but I'm not going to let you actually throw this and destroy it or I'm not gonna let you hit you know you can step in and stop those things but just kind of wildness yep I think you just kind of let it happen so they can find they can discover that Mm -hmm. place of
0: imagination and I think so again different than the daycare but I love this question just for uh, people who are parenting at home or any sort of situation is to again we're gonna link to our episodes on screen time but look at your screen time screens are such just Easy entertainment for kids. I think about those like Cheeto puffs for me for mm-hmm. food. Just mm-hmm. like, mm, so satisfying. to mm-hmm. eat a hundred of them. So easy. <laughs> I do love cheese puffs. <laughs> They're so good. But so imagine how that's just so much harder for a kid to come up with any sort of imagin- imaginative play or to play freely if their brain's just been stimulated by something that's just like ping, ping, ping. This is so fun. Mm-hmm. Ping, ping. Yep. So look at your screen time. Yep. And
1: we'll include two. We have two episodes on screen time. Mm-hmm. So we'll put the notes to those. It's a screen time breaking out of a funk and then also curbing our own screen time attachment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it, That's totally key. Yep. Cutting Strange. down on screen time has to be part of that mm-hmm.
0: for sure. All right, everybody. I hope that this helps.
1: I just wanted to you guys tell I found the PS- quote that she just said. Oh. It's
0: actually the quote
1: that boredom is a precursor to creativity. That is from Kim jong Payne.
0: Oh, Which is amazing. Ding. He's one of our we favorite.
1: <laughs> He's one of our favorite authors.
0: So link his book too. Yep, we'll put his <laughs> book in there as well. It's amazing. So good. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. We love your questions. So if you have questions, you can find you can write us on Instagram, or we we love seeing them in a review because it helps us. It helps more people find the podcast and helps be organized you find them easily <laughs> and we
1: both see them yep. all the reviews we both yep. see and we literally put them we put any question there we just put we them directly them. in our document <laughs> so
0: all right let's find the magic
1: <coughs> me me. me, me. <laughs> brown cows <laughs>